This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Monday morning. Michaela has made it back safely in studio. Her return from her triumphant performance in Mexico. Listen, I thought I had a weekend. I was like, (laughs) wait till I tell everyone in studio about how big of a celebrity I was this weekend. And then I get a text from this one to my left. Listen, You're a star, baby. It was iconic, baby. From Adam Schiff getting me my passport <laughs> to doing Proud Mary with Andy Cohen. It's going to be a good story. You also made a, a major celebrity weep, but don't say his name just yet. Okay, I won't. Because we're going to talk about this in depth in about 15 minutes. Michaela's weekend in Cabo was just the gayest thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> and we're only have a cough. We're only getting started. Why do I have a cough? COVID. Do I have co- some guy? Okay, can we talk about this? <laughs> some guy was sitting next to me on the airplane. Oh, that's the, and that's he kept the worst. Coughing. Mm. And I was like, I didn't want to be rude, so I said, Can I offer you a lozenge? Which I've never called it a lozenge before. I always just say cough drop, but I said lozenge, to which he declined. And I was like, If you don't take this mother friggin' lozenge, I swear to God, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, have you yeah. ever sat next to somebody say, hacking it up? Say a prayer? Yes. The entire pandemic, yes. Yeah. It's why when I went to Europe last year, oh God, now she's coughing con- continuously. There's like, you know, you have a cough button. You know that? Four years now, I just you find a, out. It says cough on it. So if you have to cough, just hit that little button and it'll hide your cough. I want them to hear me a cough. The technology for our listeners at home. Uh, yeah, I'm, so early pandemic, I flew a couple of times. And I was like, okay, this is too much. How am I going to get around this? So when I flew to Europe last year, I flew first class in a pod, basically where I had walls around me in a bed and yeah. I laid all the way down and didn't let anybody cough near me because it was just too, I was like, no, I'm, I can't, I can't. I'm going to be on this plane for a half a day. I got to be safe. Yeah, you have Spent to. Spent all my money. I love it. Now I'm broke. It's worth it because sitting next to that guy, I was like, come on. I also just have this vague memory of Lisa needing to get a pen from the overhead and then- Oh, for the, pa- for the, for the, the filling thing. out the stuff when you get into a country, yep. And then whatever happened, Lisa was unable to reshut it and so for several minutes- <laughs> Well, she has a bad shoulder. She so. was slamming. <laughs> a neck issue. I, I, babe, I don't know what happened. She did it all weekend, so maybe that's why. She kept slamming the overhead mm. and it was late enough that people were like trying to get some rest. Well, she's she's and a, I was so mm. I was sobbing. I just watching She's of my generation. We don't quit. And if no, something doesn't did. work, you just hit it harder. Harder. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then she did. And then finally the flight attendant came up and was like, Can I help you? And yeah. I was like, Take the help. Lisa. Logic be damned. Just keep <laughs> keep slamming that door. It's also Money Mondays here on the morning beat. Uh why having more gay women in finance is important for diversity. We're gonna be joined oh, by Stephanie that. McCaffrey.
Uh, she's an ex-pro soccer player and founder of Hidden Gem Soccer. Can't wait to talk to her. We have a jam-packed show for you. I'm also going to be breaking down my weekend at the HRC dinner here oh in Los God, Angeles. Oh, my God, it was iconic. Kind of iconic, yeah. I've got Speaking a lot. Speaking of lesbians, you were, like, surrounded Everywhere. by icons. And I was in heaven, and Ugh. I kept looking for you. I was like, Michaela? Honey. I kept wondering to myself, do you know do you know Michaela? You're a lesbian. Do you know Michaela? I was calling for you on stage. Turns out they all did. So there's that. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> it's time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right, babe. The Idaho House of Representatives passed legislation that would send the loving parents of transgender children to prison for life for providing the kids with the appropriate medical care. <clears throat> now the bin uh, can you can you stand like, it? Sorry, that was the conversation all okay. weekend long at the HRC dinner. It's exactly these sorts of laws. Yeah. So, so disgusting. Yeah. Now, the bill would ban puberty blocking treatment, hormone therapy, and gender confirmation surgery and make it a felony if parents or doctors provide it. But it would also make it a felony to take your child out of state to get the health care recommended by every major medical authority in the country. The sentence would be life in prison and the removal of the children from the home. Surgical transitions are not performed on children, but GOP-led legislators around the country have used the claim to spark fear and misinform voters into supporting anti-transgender laws and to win elections. The move is similar to the GOP claims that critical race theory, an advanced subject taught in law schools about racism in the legal system, is taught in elementary schools. It's insane to think that... This is what the party stands for nowadays. This is the party that used to try to say, and they still campaign on this, small government, stay out of our private lives. Let people make decisions that are best for their families. That's what the Republican Party claims to be. Yeah. They are taking us into an era of handmaid's tale. And that's not even that's not even being like ridiculous. The, the way that they're attacking women's rights and trans rights and queer rights and, and trying to regulate bodies. It's unbelievable. It's just unreal. Yeah. It's so. really sad. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 61 in New York today, 77 in L.A., 73 in Vegas, 87 in Palm Springs, and 73 in Houston. Now give us a vibe of the day. The magic in new beginnings is truly the most powerful of them all. This is a new beginning. It's Monday. Yeah. The time shifted. We're all still exhausted. Somehow that one Literally, hour. It's, it's a mental thing. It's a thing. lot. It's a lot. It's a mental thing. But it's real. I don't even know if it's a mental thing because my partner had no idea it changed yesterday and he was tired. And then halfway through the day, I said, do you know there was a time change? He goes, really? Oh, really? Exhausted the whole day. Just tired. All right. Well, coming up uh, from our congressman getting me my passport five minutes before my flight to Singing Proud, Mary with Andy Cohen. I had a pretty crazy weekend and I'm going to tell you about it next. B Morning B Channel Q. All right, so you might not have caught on to some of this, but Friday's show uh, was a bit tense. There's a lot going on, and Michaela had to get on a flight right after uh, to head to Mexico to sing for a major celebrity wedding. Okay, here's the issue: Michaela did not have a valid passport. It was expired. Yeah, as passports do during multi-year global pandemics. Hello and amen. Right, so she had one expedited. Sent to her, says it was going to arrive the night before. It did not. So, we're literally on air, and our producer and I and Michaela, in every single one of our breaks, and sometimes while we're having conversations on air, we're sorry, uh, we're reaching out to Adam Schiff, our congressman in California, who impeached Donald Trump, by the way. That Adam Schiff, that guy. You go, boy. And our girl, whatever. Tried to get her a backup passport. So, let's start there, Michaela. Okay, well, the good news for everybody is I've been so deeply in therapy <laughs> that I 
was totally calm. You are a poster child for therapy, by I the really way. I really am. Literally. I am a different person. So, <clears throat> somebody had suggested, if you can have your congressman make you an appointment, <laughs> you can still make it. So, well, what we, did uh, I do? Well, the initial plan was for me to drive to Tijuana and, and sneak you into happen. the country and then just hope for the best. No, and that was really like, a like, real plan. I'll get her there because I'm a big man and I can I can protect her and, and then, then just hope to God you could find your way home somehow yeah. after the weekend was over. That was our first plan. And I, as long as I could get there, we were fine. And he really was. He was like, I'll drive you and that's the end of it. And I was like, and I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> so, I get a call from uh, Adam Schiff's secretary and she's like, okay, Tell me what you need it for and when do you need it? And I was like, listen, Queen, I need it immediately. In an hour and a half. Because I'm <laughs> singing at uh, Billy Lord's wedding. It's yes. very important. And I'm doing the tribute to Debbie Reynolds. you yep. got to get me on this plane. Debbie Reynolds' granddaughter, <clears throat> Carrie Fisher's daughter, yeah. that Billy Lord. Yeah. We're talking Princess Leia. Importante. Daughter. Mucho. Okay? <laughs> so she... Well, she goes, she goes to Mexico to for 48 time. hours. Oh, my God. Wait till that's... Okay, and I'm gonna tell this right now. <laughs> um, so I get home because my partner Lisa's DJing the whole event. Because you're a power couple. Because we're a power couple, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've put the whole entertainment together. So I get home to Lisa, and I'm which, like, which, by the way, I want to credit you because the Michaela that I've known for many years, and the Michaela that I started working with two years ago, I don't know that you could have pulled all of this off. You I, got a whole team fly to a foreign country to put together an entire set, production value, everything. Yeah, I it, it we we did it. Like I'm super grateful for. Therapy, And so I get to home to Lisa and I'm like, listen, my passport's not going to come. I'm just going to change my flight. It's all good. I'm going to get you to the passport. But there was a glimmer of hope. Because we were tracking my passport. She dropped me off on Friday. She drove me. And then all of a sudden I get a notification because I'm tracking her passport on my phone as well with the U.S. Postal Service. And it says it could arrive sometime today. So now we're in a dilemma. Yeah. Do you try to wait for that and hope for the best because your flight's in a couple hours or Adam Schiff, the man who impeached Donald Trump, does he come through for you? Does he come through? Okay. <laughs> so check. This is the scene. Okay. Lisa's packing. I'm fine. I don't even know where my head was at. I've never been more calm in my life. I was questioning if I was on drugs. Turns out I just am happy. Didn't know that. that <laughs> What's that Whoa. feeling? So we're packing Lisa up. It's 11.05. Our flight's at 1. We go to walk out the door. My mailman runs, stumbles up my stairs hands me my passport. What? Adam Schiff, you beautiful bitch. I take my passport and I'm like, Lisa, the, it's here. Like, it's my passport is here. She's like, let's go. So I pack up. I drive us to the airport. You guys, it was the smoothest. See, I don't know if Adam Schiff called the airport. Like, I don't know what he did, <laughs> but I was like on that plane with 20 minutes to spare. Okay. So we get there. We get everything together. It's a 14 piece band. We were able to make it happen. It was so gorgeous. Anybody anybody there we would recognize? So it turns out I'm singing to the bride and uh, I look over and Ryan Murphy's crying. It was a celebrity packed wedding. I'm probably not allowed to talk about this, but I'm so pleased I'm going to. That Ryan Murphy? That Ryan Murphy. But why was he crying? Well, I was singing this tribute to Billy called Tammy that Debbie Reynolds was famous for singing, but we changed the words to Billy. Mm. It was so beautiful. She was crying. <clears throat> he was crying. Her father was crying. It was so beautiful. And then the moment was so nice. We did all these tributes, this big medley tribute to her. 
And I, the costumes were phenomenal. And Sky, who I often talk about, who was a whole nother vibe that I can't, it just picture Baps, the movie, in Cabo. And that's literally Sky and I. You described it as you guys are, what was, <laughs> you said we're classy, but we're like something classy. We're like, we're like swap meet classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we definitely have costumes from the swap meet, <laughs> but we're going to show up and make you cry. And what, 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 talk about the cake. I want, I'm curious about the cake. Okay, well, there were things that could go wrong, and it did. So I'm, like, feeling myself, right? We're doing the toss. Billy has her flowers. She throws the flowers. Now they're about to bring out the cake, and we're singing the song, and the song goes, bang, bang, bang. It's super fun. Everyone's, like, thrusting their hips. All of a sudden, I see the cake is coming out. It's cake. It's, a, it's another big moment. It's a big moment. It's a, it's a big <clears throat> moment at a wedding. So I said, everybody, sing it with me. <laughs> Cake, cake, cake. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. I'm yeah, like, beautiful. We love cake. Mm. It's as if my drummer turned into Casper the ghost. Screams, Mika, no, 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 Mika, no, 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 no. And I'm like, what? I look at my guitar player. He gives me a look. They thought I said KKK. <laughs> they thought my predominantly black band thought I asked the audience to say KKK to a Jewish wedding. What I didn't know was when I told Lisa the story, Lisa goes, oh, yeah, I was in the bathroom. And we were all like, did she just tell the audience to say KKK? And I was like, why would I tell the audience you're to the, say that? literally the least racist, least judgmental person I've ever met in my entire life, which makes this story so funny. What? How did that happen, right? So I'm like, that would never uh. happen. It was so beautiful. The wedding was gorgeous. The stories were even better. We were able to make it home in one piece. I will say DJ Lisa Pittman had one moment that was frightening. She DJed all weekend long, and she was playing this Spanish song that was so great. And all of a sudden, in like the dead of silence, you hear, dun, 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 dun. Jingle bells? What? is happening. She goes, oh my God, oh my God, it's Jingle Bells. <laughs> she like messed it up and had Jingle Bells playing. It was so beautiful though. Andy Cohen is a blast, by the way. Everything you think, we came on the stage and did Proud Mary with me, shimmied his hips. Wait, what? He looked, I felt like Lisa Renner, to be honest. I thought I was Lisa Renner and he played himself. And we were like living our best lives. Oh my gosh, you on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Ugh. You and Lisa? Iconic. It would have been amazing. That iconic. Iconic. Lady Gaga's bandmates were with us. They knew the bride, and so they had a really great moment with Lady Gaga. You're famous. Why are you here? It was because I love you. Was it hard to show up? There's no glamour in the studio. No, I like this place. Okay. Lisa said, Do you have the scary Sundays? I said, Noah. Are the you ready to go back? Scary Sundays. <laughs> I can relate. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, so uh, I remember coming out, and although my mom didn't take it well, she didn't try to change me, which I appreciate. Took her longer than I would have liked for her to understand me, but I was patient, and she always loved me throughout, right? And that's kind of like uh, the best worst-case scenario you hope for a parent when you come out to them. They might not quite get it. They might not fully support it right away, but hopefully they just love you through it and they figure it out. Yeah. It's why stories like this are so wild to me. This mom has posted on Reddit. It's gone viral. Uh, and and she says, I don't know why gay people have to come out. No one cares these days. That's what people are saying, right? Well, not necessarily. She explains she has a 17-year-old son who came out as gay two years earlier. She said she was unsurprised and supportive, and she long suspected he was gay. However, 
her husband was so shocked, he never accepted the news. And that's the worst. It's the dads when they cannot accept it. I had a friend who's come out to his parents probably five times over the years. And I was in my hometown a couple of years ago for the very first ever Pride event. I remember I flew home for that during the pandemic. And he got up to speak because he was so moved by everybody's stories. And he shared that he's been living with HIV for years and that he's never told anybody about it because he's so ashamed of it. And, and it happened at a point in his life where he was having a lot of unprotected sex, doing a lot of drugs, trying to cope with the fact that his family would not accept what he had told them half a dozen times. Damaging. It's very damaging. Right? Well, she goes on to say, to this day, her husband still refuses to believe that the son is gay. Can't believe it and thinks that uh, their son is doing it because somehow he's resentful towards him. They're not together anymore. Right? So this is interesting, too. The dads oftentimes personalize this. Like, oh, it's my dad said to my mom, I kid you not, until not that many years ago, actually. My dad said that the reason I'm gay is because my stepfather, who raised me, was too nice to me growing up. He was too soft on me, and it made me gay. Oh, wow. And had my dad had a bigger presence in my life, and I'm sure he blames my mom for many years of that because they were divorced, had my dad been there more often, I would have turned out straight. To which I say, Dad, you live in the same town. You could have shown up and tried to be a dad at some point. But that's not. But, but, but also, it's not why I'm gay, right? Well, this dad uh, tried to get the son testosterone shots with this kind of like sketch doctor. Uh tried to send the son to conversion therapy camp, right? And then also even tried to set the son up with a sex worker, a female prostitute to turn him. 17-year-old. I mean, the trauma that he is enduring just for wanting to be himself. But then I was thinking, imagine the 17-year-old with a sex worker alone in a hotel room. Like, just go to that place for a second. Well, the dad showed up with this woman, dressed like ready to go. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to have to be ready to, quote unquote, perform, he probably doesn't even know how to wrap his head around it. Also, for the sex worker, how does she also feel? Like... Right, well, because he locked them in a room together. And she's like, oh my God, you're a baby and you're gay? She's not even, he's not even legal. Locked them in a room together and said, when I come back, you better be able to prove that you're a man. That's what he said to this. this. How The fact that it's happening in 2022 and the trauma that he'll now have given his son. I mean, that's what I think that people don't understand. Whether or not you like the fact that your child is gay... You have such better odds letting them live their truth and being supportive than making them shove shove who they are so deep and so down. Mm -hmm. Because all you're doing is creating addiction. Not that everybody is, but... uh, what I'll speak for myself. Like you end up drinking your pain away or you do drugs to pain your way away. You work to take your pain away. Like you're creating people that don't have mm-hmm. the ability to be a grown person. So this so this young man is about oh, your age and this God. took place when he was 17 years old. This was many years ago now. The mom is telling the story. She divorced the man because of this, right? He tried to force his son to, try to actually hire a sex worker to rape his son is what she, and that, it didn't what it happen. Is. It didn't happen and you're right. She's probably more off. I would bet she's like, oh honey, no. This isn't, this isn't, this is okay. This is not, this is not who you are. He's now 34 years old and dad is very much not a part of his life. He's getting married. He's a fantastic young man. And this mom talks about how proud she is, but she shares the story to say like it could have gone so, so wrong in so many ways. And I'm sure this young man had to have 
plenty of really difficult conversations, probably a lot of therapy. I can't imagine being 17 years old and my dad tried to force a woman on me. Ever. The only the, the closest I ever came was my dad asking if he could take me to Hooters before a uh, Miami Dolphins game in Indianapolis <laughs> one time. And my mom would not let him. After the fact, I'm not even kidding, maybe three, four months later, we were in St. Louis. My mom took me to a Hooters. Kathy is a... And I said, I've always said to her, I said, Mom, if you just would have let Dad take me to Hooters at a younger age, maybe I wouldn't have turned out Kath this way. Kath is a wild animal. <laughs> All right, coming up, talking about problematic in the community, Jesse Smollett has been sentenced, but although controversial, should he fear for his life? We'll talk about it. What's poppin'? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Just when you thought the whole thing couldn't get more strange, a major, major turn this weekend in the Jussie Smollett case. Michaela Gordon, what's popping? Uh, it's so sad and it's super controversial, but Jussie Smollett has been sentenced to 150 days in prison. The judge did not like anything about him. She called him narcissistic. Um, and so. Well, she called him narcissistic, selfish, and arrogant. Yeah, no, yeah, she did. She, she, I mean, she really let him have it, um, and I think that he deserved it because I think that what he did was absolutely not okay, and a lot of people don't stand with him. However, it is quite controversial because when he got sentenced, he shouted, and I think we have. Do we have the audio? Play it, and we'll talk about it. Okay, I'm not suicidal. Okay, I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Mm. Um, there's so many things to, there's so many ways to unpack this. I feel like it's, you know, look, 
He has to say that because you said this point earlier. Unfortunately, that is what happens to young black men that and, end up in prison. And or, women. And women that also, uh, you know, he's made such a public, uh, he, he, he made this so public. He embarrassed the Chicago police. Like mm-hmm. they do have it after, they do have it out for him. However, I'm, he's, I feel like he's a sociopath. There, like yeah, the fact that he said I wouldn't put my fist in f- into black men and women's faces uh, for over 400 years and in regarding to like the suffrage of black men and women like babe mm. you did do this well the judge sort of said listen I think that you were trying to you're so arrogant and narcissistic that you were trying to tap into the Black Lives Matter movement to increase your own profile as empire is about to come to an end and I think that's there's been such overwhelming evidence against him uh, and 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 I think I think though that his outburst is important because multiple things can exist and be true at the same time. While I think that he is guilty of these things, unfortunately, as a as a as a queer man um, who's marrying a queer black man, I feel for him because I know the struggle, I know the angst, I, I see it, right? I experience it in some ways. But Sandra Bland, for instance, was 28 years old. Uh, in Texas in 2015 and that's the most famous name that comes to mind though she was pulled over and put in jail over a routine traffic stop and then found hanged in her cell and I remember when that story yeah and and that's that was Black Lives Matter was really started sort of happening back then and then kind of had a a re-emergence during the pandemic and those stories are very 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 common when the police want to shut you up or something all of a sudden they mysteriously like die by suicide so so in his defense, he is saying, listen, if I die in this cell, I didn't do it. Just know that. And that's important because for in that way, I have such deep, deep compassion for him. I think that I covered the story in depth at Wendy Williams when it was happening. And it's heartbreaking. And the sad thing is, if he is the boy who cried wolf, the things he was crying about actually do happen on a regular basis yeah and it makes white america less likely to believe the next person who actually is telling the truth and also it's very terrifying to hear somebody speak the way that he does uh with the conviction that he has knowing that he's lying well i like, feel like he's so far down that rabbit such hole a he has- sociopathic yeah. narcissistic behavior <clears throat> and uh i hope that he I hope the best for him. I really do. And I hope that he makes it out of prison okay because that still is a real conversation. He's still a human. And we'll continue keeping you updated. Of course. Yeah. All right. Coming up, how do you feel about group chats? They can be super stressful but super effective. But what is the right number for people? We're going to have this conversation in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. Uh, how do you feel about group chats? Do they stress you out like me or do you love them like Michaela? Because I'm going to tell you a story in about mm-hmm. 13 minutes. I used to. Of the time our friendship almost died. My first week here at The Morning Beat. Um, and we barely, 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 barely overcame it. Barely. And it's all because of a group chat. Yeah, it was. I'll just give you a little teaser. I hate them. Don't like them. We're having yeah. that conversation coming up in just a little bit, though. Also, a little bit later on in our show in our next hour, I want to remind you, it is Money Mondays, uh, and we're talking about gay women in finance. Love, right? to, love to see they it. They exist, and we care about queer money, honey, and we're uh, we're keeping you informed in Money Mondays coming up in our next hour. 
I'm also going to be sharing uh, my experience this weekend at the HRC dinner, which I thought was star-studded and spectacular, and it was. Apparently, it compares, uh, it pales in comparison to Michaela's weekend. No, it was a great weekend. And Cabo singing for Billy Lord's wedding. You're a star. You're a star. And I was around stars this weekend, so <laughs> here we are. You are, babe. Shut up. You shut up. Okay. You shut your mouth and you're talking Good, to me. Good, then I won't do the news. Don't want to. Should I read them? Re- say, 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 don't shut up. Don't, don't shut up. Please talk a lot, Barbara Walters. Fine, I will. What do you have for us? <laughs> About 125 employees of the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland opted into a feature that let them add pronouns to their official ID screen names for virtual meetings. The personal pronouns displayed in worker directories, virtual chats, and video calls allowed transgender, gender nonconformist, and allied employees to inform others of their identities. But then members of NASA's LGBTQ employee resource group received an email announcing that the ability to add pronouns would soon end. Officials from NASA headquarters invited all GSFC employees to a surprise meeting titled Use of It Systems for Gender Pronouns at the meeting, which in a no-recording rule, NASA officials said the pronoun adding had been part of a temporary pilot program that was now over. Officials said the program had been unable to determine the appropriateness of including pronouns in a professional context. Officials added that NASA couldn't spare any resources for this initiative. They needed a better understanding of the program's broader impacts before restoring the ability. Okay, that's interesting. I like how sometimes you pronounce it NASA. Because I lit my first house I ever lived on you, was on Nassau. I could, I knew there was a story. This is how well I know you. Because for some, I was like, that, there's no reason she should be saying that word Nassau. And as a child, we vacation in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Our family's been going there for 80 some years since my grandparents went there on their honeymoon, and we still go to the same lodge. And it's in a place called Nassau, right around the. There's a little town called Nassau on the lake that we take the boat there and go to get ice cream at a place that's no longer open. It used to be called uh, the Bon Air. And it was in Nassau. So when I was a kid, I always knew if you're going to Nassau, I think I, well, maybe it was Hessel. My mom's listening. She's going to correct me. But there's a little town called Nassau. And every time I hear you say it, I'm like, there's a story there. Yeah. So you lived on a street called Nassau. 1025 Nassau Drive is where I grew up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into a little bit of weather. My mom is going to text me in three. Immediately. Two. <laughs> yeah, here Calf. it goes. Uh, It's going to be a high of 75 in Houston, 87 in Palm Springs, 73 in Vegas, 77 in L.A., 61 in New York, and a high of 82 in Cathedral City. Now go ahead and give us a vibe of the day. The magic in New Beginnings is truly the most powerful of them all. Hey, it's Monday. It's uh, New Beginnings, right? New Beginnings, There's magic in today. Absolutely. Go find it. Go find it. All right, coming up, group chats can be super stressful but super effective. So what is the right number of people for a group chat? We'll discuss next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. So the world has changed so much the last couple of years. The way that we do business, the way that we communicate has changed. We haven't seen each other in person a lot, uh, but we want to stay connected, right? And one of the ways that people do that is through group chats. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I hate them. I'll tell you why in just a moment. But if you are in group chats, maybe it's because of work. Maybe it's a family group chat. Those are pretty common. My family has one. We almost never chat in it. Yeah. Half of us don't really like talk to each other that much. So it's just odd and awkward. Um, but if you are in group chats, experts say there are some ways to make them a little bit less stressful if you're the type that gets stressed out by this. They say you can do things like designate a set time to review them so you're not just constantly checking them. And I think that's good advice in general. 
for social media, for texting, things like that. You can also just turn off the notifications, which I found out that our producer, Vanessa, does. She just silences them. She does oh, it's it. better. She... I do, too. I silence everything. <laughs> uh, you can keep them small, if possible, uh, or you can even use their separate apps you can get for group chats. Uh, so there's options for you to sort of work through the angst of a group chat. Well, I think that also um, something that should be said is that people take group chats maybe not so seriously, but when you leave, very personally. Yes. And I think that people need to understand that although group chats are effective, I had a humongous weekend this weekend where I had to have 16 people on a group chat so that I did not have to continue sending individual information. Oh my God, I have anxiety already. Was it annoying? Was there a lot of dinging happening? Yes, Unfortunately, too bad, because I had to get the messages out quickly. However, at the end, I said, okay, if you guys want to leave now, the gig is over. Thank you for everything. If you want to talk amongst yourselves, don't care. Either way, live your truth. But I feel like if a group chat is being used to just be like sweet and kiki and fun, like, I'm so good. Thank you, guys. I don't want to be included. I feel good about not being, and thank you. Can I share a story about how you're just sometimes the best friend of the world, but every now and then you get it wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I was mad at you. (laughs) About two years ago, I started my job here, right? Super excited. Oh, my God. Met everybody from Channel Q. Had one meeting. One. Then the pandemic happened. Never saw anybody again. Some of them I've not seen since. Most of our coworkers True. have no idea who they are. True. I like I literally got this job right before the pandemic and I've been here in this studio with nobody in the office for the majority of it. I don't know what a coworker is. Yeah. Outside of the two people in this room. Yeah. Well, I say to Michaela one day, there's a group chat, a channel Q group chat, not just the morning beat, all of channel Q. We're talking let's go there, drop the subject used to be on there, some of our producers, sales team people are on there, and I don't know any of them, genuinely. And I say to Michaela, don't you ever, ever add me to a group chat. I despise them. Right. Hours later. Yes. What does she do? Adds me to the Channel Q group chat. I know that's right. And when I tell you, I came into that studio the next morning ready to rip her head off. Because here's the thing. Once you're invited in... You can't get out. You can't get out. Unless you do, and then everybody knows you do. I feel trapped, and I don't want to be the a-hole who's the new guy who doesn't want me in the group chat about stupid texts that don't matter to me. Yeah. Because it's not really... Every now and then our boss will or somebody will post an article in there, which I love, but he also sends them to us privately or in our small morning beat group chat, which I'm fine with. Listen, I, we've got great programming here on Channel Q. I don't care about the other shows. I care about ours. Yeah. That's it. I hear that. Period. End of sentence. Well, that's why these tips are really great. One thing that was important that you can do on those group chats is pin the text that you're specifically talking about so everyone understands the information. Wait, what does that mean? You pin... Oh. So you make it the like... So it doesn't get lost. Totally. Oh, yeah. And that's really great because how many times have you found yourself scrolling for an answer? Yes. So annoying. Then you're overwhelmed. Yeah. You can easily... You um, know what's also really annoying to me? Getting in a group chat with people who don't have iPhones. Oh. Some people have Androids. Some people have iPhones. And I learned a really tough lesson one time because I was in a family group chat and my sister thought I was upset with her. My brother-in-law thought I was upset one time because I would heart things and thumbs up things all the time to them. In our, and sometimes that's how I communicate back. Turns out if you're an Android. Oh, you don't get the heart of the light? You don't get them. They don't show up. 
So for months, my sister thought oh I was upset God. with her. And I was like, no, honey, I hearted that, and I hearted that, and I thumbs up that, and I laughed at that. She's like, what are you talking about? There's nothing on my oh end. Oh, my God. And so I took screenshots, and I had to send them to her. I'm like, no, I've been interacting with you the entire time. But if you don't type it out or actually type the emoji, an Android user will not see it if you have an iPhone. Insane. I had no idea. Insane. And we had to have a talk about it. And she was like, oh, so you haven't been upset with me. Got it. Yeah. Oh, my. I didn't know that either. Another thing is, like we talked about, just take it off the thread. If it's no longer useful, you can actually delete the message um, for yourself so that you are only getting the messages that are really important, yeah. which I think is helpful. Also, just take breaks. I will say even in our work uh, text, I don't respond to anything. Like, I read what I need to, but I don't respond uh, because I get the point. Like, and I also, see the story yeah. and I will do the story the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that you can just easily communicate. And be careful trying to make jokes on a group chat. Because totally. maybe only a couple people are actually going to get it. You could hurt people's feelings and offend them. So keep that joke for the individual the joke is intended for. And for in person. That part. Right? All right, coming up, a former Kim Kardashian app employee is speaking out over her controversial work ethic remark. Does she have a point? We'll discuss next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Uh, this story's been interesting and it seems to keep growing. Kim Kardashian is facing all sorts of backlash uh, because of comments she made prom- promoting the premiere of their new series, The Kardashians, on Hulu. It's about to come out. The trailer's wild, right? People mm-hmm. are really excited. They were over at E! for 20 seasons and now they've taken their show to Hulu. They're no longer keeping up. They're simply The Kardashians. They got a major, major multi-million dollar deal for this. But this statement in particular in that interview really ruffled some feathers. Take a listen. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. And if you've ever watched the show, that's sort of Kim's MO always. She is one of the hardest working women in the industry. She's built an empire. She's a multi-billionaire. And that's just her work ethic. And it works for her. Now, many have come out and said that, listen, you come from such a place of privilege to even say that. Jamila Jamil, one of them, says, listen, I don't think that, you know, I, I I don't discredit the fact that you built this empire. However, going from a smaller mansion to a bigger mansion over the course of your lifetime is very privileged. Your yes. 24 hours is very different than 99.9% of the world's 24 hours. So now, 
there's another wrinkle to the story, Michaela. Somebody else is coming out and speaking up about uh, the sort of privilege in that statement. And who is that? Okay, so this is interesting. This young woman worked for the Kardashians um, as like the person who ran their apps. Do you remember in 2018 when they were really pushing Huge. the apps? And Neil was obsessed. My partner used to lay in bed and play the Kardashian game all the time. Yeah, okay. He tried to be an A-lister Well, or thanks something. to <laughs> Jessica DeFito, he was able to do that. Yeah. And she says... Um, that she barely earned enough to get by when she worked alongside the Stars family. She said, I was an editor on the Kardashian apps in 2015 in LA. I worked days and nights and weekends, could only afford groceries from the 99 cent store, called out sick more than once because I could not put gas in my car to get to the office and was reprimanded for freelancing on the side. So basically what she's saying Mm. is, I worked 20 hours a day. I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week for years. You just didn't pay me what I should have been paid. Now, granted, if you don't have money to put gas in your car, it's a problem. You're going to want to say, Hey, Chris, what I'm being paid, I, I'm calling out sick because I can't physically get to work. Well, it sounds like she tried to and got reprimanded for and it. And if that's the case, mm. this is where the problem is. I I will just use myself as an example so I'm not like dragging anybody. When I was 15 and a half, I had a full-time job and I went to school. I would work from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. at the New York, New York Oxygen Bar, like a grown human, and then I would wake up and be at school by 6 a.m. That's insane. And... So to say to somebody like me, as a woman, get up and work harder, at 15 and a half, I've always had the same work ethic. A thousand percent. But I'm not making the money that Kim is making. Mm -hmm. I got my first job when I was 13 or 14. This is so illegal even, by the way, but I worked in the summers at the swimming pool. And I worked 60 and 70 hour work weeks. You know how much I was paid back then? $2.95 an hour. Completely illegal. But in my small town back in the 90s, that's what they paid me. I would be up there early scrubbing toilets, cleaning the bathrooms, mowing the lawn, doing everything you could think that needed to be done. And then throughout the entire day, I'd work in the concession stand. And then at the end of the night, I would stay past everybody else and scrub again and clean the toilets and do all of that. And that's why that was my first job. I would work 60 to 70 hours a week and make, let's do the math on that, take home a hundred and some dollars a week. Yeah. So Kim's so reality is different. to say. I mean, I think that's what they're not, no one's dragging her work ethic. Sure. But also... Whether or not you like it, there's pretty privilege. She's beautiful. I mean, there's a lot of privilege in just well, being pretty. It, it makes me think of, I'm such a nerd right now, Spider-Man. Right? Peter Parker's grand, or uncle said, Uncle Ben said, with great privilege comes great responsibility. Right. Right? Or whatever it was. I, I think that was, I might be misquoting a bit. But the point is that through this pandemic, I think so much has been exposed and what we're realizing is, that's great, Kim. I'm glad that you're worth $1.8 billion. But if you can sleep at night being worth $1.8 billion while an employee of yours has to call off sick because they don't have the gas money to show up to the job, that's a problem. Yeah, I think that also, Kim, they have the new show coming out. The trailer just hit. It looks amazing. I think that Kim was trying to take like a bad bitch approach. Like, uh, get I get your it. Totally. Effing butts up and get to work. And you know I'm... how much I love her. We both well, do. Well, yeah, because but... we did a story last week. So I don't want to veer from my original thought process. Like, I think that it is. I think in woke culture, we've, we've also been like, just don't go to work. Some at people all. have gotten lazy. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, hey, that's also not an answer. However, it really is important to understand. And it was the point that Jamila Jamil was making 24 hours in a day differs 
incredibly for so many people. Mm-hmm. So you can't say, well, Beyonce has the same 24 hours in a day. It Kim Kardashian work. has no. the same 24 hours in a day. When it's all very different. Because and Kim, she did come from privilege. Because Kim Kardashian now isn't a, a, an individual necessarily. She's a corporation. She is a brand. And that's a, there's a major differentiation. I know that that gets confused because we watch these shows and we think, oh, I could be like her. She's not her anymore. Well, she she's, also says that the women, uh, this uh, woman that spoke out, said that the women also displayed like unrealistic beauty standards that then they were saying, keep up with us. And you're like, we can't keep up with How? you. And she watched the behind the scenes of the um, the exorbitant amount of money they would spend to just be like these beautiful faces. They spend faces. more in their glam than most people make in a year, in five oh years, my in God. ten years. Yes. Uh, so I'm glad that she's talking out about it. All right, coming up, Haley Bieber has been hospitalized. Is she pregnant? Is it a brain conditioning? Conditioning? She has conditioning. Her hair looks amazing. I'm sure it's shiny and It does look l- really good. Lustrous. Mm-hmm, it does. So we'll talk about it. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Scary news for the wife of one of the most famous celebrities on the planet. She's also very famous in her own right. Uh, Michaela Gordon, you have a What's Poppin' story for us in just a moment. Uh, Speaking of famous celebrities, though, I do want to remind you that Channel Q has your tickets to Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball at Dodger Stadium Saturday, September 10th. It's one of only 15 stadium shows the entire summer. And you can get tickets uh, over at Ticketmaster starting today. But why wait? When you can win, you can win your way in. Here's how. Channel Q is giving away five pairs of tickets. You could be one of those lucky winners. Head over to wearechannelq.com. Enter for your chance to win. It's Lady Gaga. It's a no-brainer. It's Lady Gaga. Uh, Speaking of brains, though, scary, scary news for a major celebrity. What's going on? Totally. So Haley Bieber has been hospitalized due to a brain condition that doctors believe could be possible uh, to COVID-19. The model, who's 25 now, was admitted to a Palm Springs area hospital a few days ago after suffering a medical emergency that reportedly affected the way she moved. Her symptoms are said to be more typical of an older person, not of a runway pro in her mid-20s. Doctors have reportedly run several tests to see if coronavirus is a playing part, as her husband, 28-year-old pop star Justin Bieber, was diagnosed with COVID just a few weeks ago. He actually had to cancel his show in Vegas, and he is since recovered this is wild though i well it's scary because we've heard so much about long covid and the long long-term impacts and we just don't exactly know and somebody who's 25 years old the epitome of health for, for all i all i what we know you know this is a scary scary story totally i feel so bad i think it's crazy and uh and just another reminder that we're very much in this pandemic still. Mm. We had to uh, get these COVID tests. My whole band and everybody at the event over the weekend, we had to get COVID tests and we had to make sure that we had them on our way out of Cabo because you have to have them to be able to fly out. And there was one point where our bass player forgot his. We had to turn back around and go get it because they're so serious about it. Um, and it just goes to, to show we're very much dealing with that still all right coming up in our next hour we're talking money mondays why having more gay women in finance is important for diversity and also to show other young gay women what to do with their money coming up next morning channel q 
why why we play that song at the top of the hour before we go into news on the beat is beyond me. Beyond don't, me. Don't run away. Don't stay, baby. Run to us with open arms. I want to run to you. Here it is. Mm-hmm. She, well, has not done her vocal warm-ups yet, uh, but still But if beautiful. you want to hear them, head on over to my IG story, because apparently somebody filmed them <laughs> while I was doing them before my big performance this weekend, and they are horror- They're horrendous. You they missed- are so... If you missed the story of her big performance this weekend, don't you worry at all, because this woman is a star, and uh, you can listen to it as a podcast. Uh, you can head over to wearechannelq.com, download the Odyssey app, and you can hear the entire conversation we had this morning um, about Michaela Gordon going down to Mexico to perform at the wedding of the daughter of Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, and the granddaughter of Debbie Reynolds. Oh my God, I love you. Billy Lord. <laughs> performed on stage... Proud Mary with Andy Cohen and made Ryan Murphy cry. That's just the weekend Michaela Gordon had. No big deal. You know what? I want to share this story, though, because I didn't. And this was an important one that I think will be inspiring to our listeners. I at least hope that it would be because it was a moment that I had this weekend. When I was 19, I was signed with CAA, the biggest agency Agency ever. And that was because I, I was on American Idol. And then they took me on afterwards. And I remember at like 20, I had a nervous breakdown. And I went into my agent's office and I said, I cannot do this anymore. I can't go on these big auditions. I can't take the rejection. Like, I'm just unable to. The, I didn't the industry have is hard. Horrible. And I didn't have like parents or a team to like help me. Like, I was yeah. just navigating really young. And I'll never forget I went in there. And my age, I was signed across the board at CAA. And there is a point. I walked out and my agent was so disappointed and she also understood and I went on to waitress. I literally wanted a very normal life. That's where I I, I knew you at this point. This is where we first met. Totally. I needed five seconds to just be normal. So I started waitressing. Life went on and I've always had this regret. Like, why did I do that? I walked away from the biggest agency. I'll never have that opportunity again. How could I do that? What was I thinking? I'm 34 now and I'm like, oh my God, what what is, what, blah, blah, blah. So this weekend, as life happens, I was hired to put together a 14-piece band to sing for Billy Lord, um, who was beautiful. And it was the most incredible um, show ever because everyone involved was really great. But it was for the actual head of CAA, uh, Brian Lord's daughter. Mm. And I went up to him and we shook hands and he said, nobody could have done what you did. Thank you so much. And all the agents from CAA were there. And it's just to say that I was so upset. I had walked away those many years ago to like sort of protect myself. And in the end, I ended up singing for the head of CAA's daughter's wedding. And it was the most magical thing. It's almost like somebody should write a sitcom about your life. Oh, maybe like maybe set it in Mexico. Oh, and maybe try to uh, get meetings. Maybe CAA could help make that happen. Oh, man. I'm just saying, putting okay. that out there. If somebody's got a script, you know, on their hearts. Maybe they should write it and maybe uh, that see would what be happens. nice. Maybe yeah. that would be nice. Who knew? Just saying. I know that we have a lot of regrets, you know, sometimes. But you never know how it's going to come back full circle. Yeah, but sometimes, uh, listen, I, I I say this and I believe this. And, and if it's God, universe, whatever the energy is that you put your, your faith into, um, sometimes rejection is actually protection. A million. And we've seen what happens when teenagers make it in this industry very early before they're ready and they don't have the support system. Free Britney, that was a thing for a reason. Yeah. Amanda Bynes, we've seen this story time and time. Britney Murphy, 
It doesn't always turn out well. Totally. Usually doesn't. So count your blessings. You are a different woman now than you were at 20. And uh, it's your time, baby. It's yeah, your time. Yeah, it's all of our times. It's going to happen. Album coming out this summer. Super excited about. Thanks, honey. Can't wait. Thank I, you. I consider it a personal birthday present to me because it's right around my birthday, but it's also your partner's birthday, the same day as mine. So we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never, never know. You will know. Uh, but what we will know is what's going on in news because Michaela has that for you right now because not only does she sing. Yeah, no. She can also Barbara the Walters the heck out of any story. The way my best friend hypes me on a day that he knows I'm tired, I'm going to take it all I just day. Said heck. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) The Idaho House of Representatives passed legislation that would send the loving parents of transgender children to prison for life for providing the kids with the appropriate medical care. Now, the bill would ban puberty blocking treatment, hormone therapy, and gender confirmation surgery and make it a felony if parents or doctors provide it. But it would also make it a felony to take your child out of state to get the health care recommended by every major medical authority in the country. The sentence would be life in prison and the removal of the children from the home. Surgical transitions aren't performed on children, but GOP-led legislatures around the country have used the claim to spark fear and misinform voters into supporting anti-transgender laws and to win elections. Now, the move is similar to the GOP claims that that critical race theory an advanced subject taught in law schools about racism in the legal system is taught in elementary schools. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 72 in Sacramento, 88 in Cathedral City, a high of 62 in San Francisco, 80 in Miami, 74 in Houston, 88 in Palm Springs, and 77 in LA. Now give us a vibe of the day. The magic in new beginnings is truly the most powerful of them all. Hey, today's a Monday. It's a new beginning. Yeah, it is, honey. Do something about it. Let's do it. Let's also talk Money Mondays. Uh, Why having more gay women in finance is important for diversity. We have a very special guest breaking it all down for us coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Sure does make the world go round. We all want to have a little bit more money. Not all of us know how to get that. Totally. When we do get it, sometimes we're not great with it. Uh, So it is time for another round of Money Mondays. Uh, Why is having more gay women in finance important? Why does that matter? A lot of these conversations, things that many people have never thought about, um, but some have been thinking about it and some have been doing something about it. Which brings us to our guest, Stephanie McCaffrey, who is an ex-pro soccer player and founder of Hidden Gems Soccer. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. We're so happy to have you. We're great. Um, You know, what we started the segment months ago because, you know, queer finance is not a conversation that many people have, (laughs) right? It's not something that we've been, we've been fighting for every other battle and every other right for so long that sometimes this conversation gets lost, Uh, but you're doing something about that. Why don't you tell our listeners what what you're up to? Yeah, right. I know. I always think about that. I think we've done so much to push for equality, but I don't think we've done enough to kind of elevate that into, okay, now that we have, or we're getting towards, I should say we're getting towards after what happened in Florida, um, equal rights, what's kind of next for pushing the envelope for LGBT people. And I think that's kind of taking back positions in society, whether that be monetary, whether that be kind of elected seats, kind of any position of power where LGBT people can be in, um, positions that are driving structural change 
And I think when you live in a society that's driven by capitalism, sometimes we forget that a lot of that comes with powerful financial positions. Um, Stephanie, I love that you're on. My partner and I played soccer for so long. And so any lesbian that plays soccer and then professionally, (laughs) I'm like, uh, what do I, I'm starstruck. Uh, But what you're talking about is so important because for every dollar a man in a married opposite sex couple earns, a woman in a same sex couple earns 79 cents, whereas a man in a same sex couple earns 98 cents. Uh, sense. And I will say that just being a woman in general, I don't want to talk to a man about my finances. I want to talk to a woman because they get it. Then I want to talk to a lesbian woman because then they also get it. What it's like to have to do IVF, what it's like to buy a home, what it's everything just feels very catered and comfortable. And it's really the importance of representation. So women like myself or like you can talk without feeling the normal uncomfortableness of, of talking to a man, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that that's something my partner and I had, ha- have had to think a lot about um, is that we don't have kind of the tra- traditional backstop of, okay, if there isn't the kind of traditional belief of having a man in the house, how are we going to build a life and a future financially that we're confident in? And that's how I kind of started this whole idea that it was good for myself as a gay woman who did develop somewhat of a public platform for soccer to start speaking out that women in same-sex couples should be unapologetic about wanting to secure that kind of future for themselves. Oh, that's so great. And it's uh, during, you know, this month in particular, as we continue celebrating women, you know, and it's something we do here at Channel Q 365 days a year. I have the, the privilege of, of working with a female co-host who happens to be a lesbian and, and our straight counterpart who's also a female and produces our show every single day. And so these conversations are so, so important. You know, I spent the weekend at the HRC dinner, uh, got to spend some time with Abby Wambach and her, and her partner, Glennon, and I know that you had some... Uh, experiences on the women's national team uh, but for every Abby Wambach or Megan Rapino or these big stars that you know we we see fighting for equal pay and all these other things there are so many more female athletes who never get the opportunity we, we see Brittany Griner being detained right now in Russia uh, because she was playing basketball there because she doesn't make enough money in the NBA the WNBA to just play here so this is bigger than just females in sports um, why why this conversation now at age 29, you decided to get back into school, you had an internship at Goldman Sachs and and start your organization. Why now? Yeah, I think it just kind of started because I was actually interviewing for investment banking and private equity positions. And one of the questions they would ask you is, so why do you want to do investment banking or why do you want to do private equity? And um, prior to this, I went to business school, and the business school gives you a kind of bulleted, bulleted list of things you should say to that, right? Like, oh, I enjoy running quali- quantitative analyses, or I really like hearing companies tell their story. And no one's addressing the elephant in the room that the, a lot, the reason a lot of people do this, or it's really nice to do, is that you can secure a future for yourself and your family and put yourself in a position to help a lot of people. Mm. And I feel like as a gay woman, a lot of times when you grow up, you're silenced on different topics. And I just kind of put my foot down and decided that I wasn't going to sugarcoat or lie about this in an interview setting. And it absolutely got really, it got really good receptivity from the people I was interviewing with. And it helped them kind of understand the struggle that I was grappling with of not having the security of, a, of that a man could potentially provide in my family life moving forward. Mm. And once they were receptive to it, 
it made me start thinking that it was a really good message and it could inspire other people if I shared it. You know, I know that Hidden Gem Soccer is a nonprofit connecting girls soccer players from low income areas of the U.S. And it's really important that they do. I mean, imagine you for a career, put your whole body literally on the line and you only have that strong body that can play professionally uh, for so long. You need to have some sort of financial uh, safety net and what you're doing is helping that. But I think it goes even beyond soccer players. I think that women, I'll speak for myself, I wasn't really taught how to uh, build financial stability and especially do it with another female partner. And so uh, I think it's really great that you've had this message sort of extend even just beyond soccer. So what advice would you have for women in general, no matter what they do for a living, maybe some top three tips that they can start doing now to help themselves? Yeah, I think the first is that, um, number one, you're always better when you bring your true self. Um, I think doing anything but being your true self, above all else, it takes up a lot of your energy because you're trying to hide something. And I think all human beings are best when they bring their most energetic Mm. and kind of proactive self to the table. So that's number one. I think that number two, um, you should think about what you really want to do and then think about the opportunities within that field. Um, I'm a big proponent that like any field or sector is meant to be disrupted. And, you know, I say this to my girlfriend all the time who always says, oh, I'm an artist. I'm a fashion designer. I'm never going to be like you in finance. But there's a niche and kind of a windfall to be made in anything if you put your mind to it and come at it from a creative angle. Mm. So I think that's number two. And then number three is just that um, be grateful, but don't be complacent um, oh. in terms of everything, yes. in terms of in terms of opportunity in, um, in your career, in terms of equal rights, um, whether it's for women, for LGBT people, for other minorities. I try to think that um, I don't want to be... I guess, unappreciative and lose perspective on how how far society has come for gay rights and how far places like my firm Goldman Sachs have come, um, giving people like me opportunities, paying for school with a diversity scholarship. But that doesn't mean I'm going to walk in every day and be complacent that that's enough, right? Yeah. Because just when you think it's enough, yes. you, see, you turn around and you see in Florida, they're trying to stop gay moms being in math problems, Ugh. which is a separate issue. Um, but those would be my three pieces of advice. That is so great because I think sometimes we're, we're often taught like, "We'll just be grateful for what you have, and that's it, and that's yeah. enough." And you can do, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can do both. You can be yeah. grateful and also push for more. Also, this is a good opportunity to invite people to read. Uh, I believe the book is called Women with Wolves. I don't know if you've read it either, but it really does challenge the woman to stop being nice. When things feel uncomfortable, we've always been taught to just be nice. Just let it go. And it's not. I mean, it's not okay. We don't want to be nice. We you can be, be nice strong. and also fight for more. Absolutely. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And thank you for joining us, founder of Hidden Gem Soccer. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you having me. Have a good one. You too. All right, coming up with a video that has now surpassed 20,000 views on Instagram. Find out why AJ and Emil were such a hit at the HRC dinner and what we learned coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. You and me both, Lizzo. I'm feeling good as hell, too. I just want to let her know in case she's listening. You and me both, Lizzo. Think Lizzo listens to our show? Yes. Yeah, obviously. She wants to be us. She and Gaga probably like have it. They're in a group thread. Lizzo, Gaga, Lady, Katy Perry, uh, Beyonce. Listen, they all, I'm not going to do this with you. I know we've been us. talking about Gaga and Chromatica, but you don't understand something about your best friend, okay? I have 
wiggled my way into Gaga's camp so deeply. <laughs> and they will be there in April. And I'm taking you to Vegas in April. Mm. And I'm going to get you what you want. Don't even don't even do this to I'm me. I'm going to get you what you want. You don't even know how good I'm going to get it. Don't even do this to me. Yeah. Well, I, I sang at her agent's wedding this weekend and uh, had her horn players with me. So... Uh, I told you there's going to be surprises leading up to your wedding. Listen, since your, listen. Since your sister's such a... So nobody else is surprising me. <laughs> We've told everybody else, like, it's okay. Don't make a big deal. We're just getting married after 10 years. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's please don't do anything special But for I'm us. like, if one person could do one sweet thing, that would like make my life. Also, um, yeah, uh, I had a great weekend this weekend. It's maybe not as good as what you're trying to plan for me. So I'm trying to not get excited right now. But you literally... Have you have a video that has surpassed over thirty thousand views? Thirty-two thousand. Like whatever. I'm sorry, thirty-two thousand, like, honey. Listen. You looked gorgeous. Mm. How was the HRC dinner? It was fantastic. It felt so great to be amongst our people once again. You know, you and I got to go to the Queerty Awards a week or two ago, and that was a blast. And this was like the Queerties on steroids—a full gala dinner experience, and it just. It's interesting because a few years ago we went for the first time and then the pandemic happened. Last time we were there, we saw Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and those were great, but they were also running for president. So it was a bit like, okay, you're telling us what you need us to hear so we can vote for you. And that was fine, but also it was less personal. This year was so personal and the stories were so impactful and profound. And it started off with the interim president, Joni Madison, who stepped up to sort of transition uh, HRC right now as the former president. We've covered it here on the show, uh, accusing them of racism uh, and some other issues that they, that, it, that he says that they have within the HRC. Uh, we did not experience that at all this weekend. It was a very diverse uh, collection of speakers. But I do believe we have some audio, Vanessa, of Joni Madison and her opening remarks. You are here tonight. You are family. If you are here tonight, you are loved. If you are here tonight, you're home. And we're not going to stop till all people in this nation and around this world are safe and loved and free. Thank you. Mm. Sat right by her. I sat at the table with Gus Kenworthy, which was really a, a blast. Iconic. Because he's an icon and a silver medalist and, and out and proud. And, and there it's just a really, really beautiful night. Uh, Brandy Carlisle uh, received the Visibility Award. Her speech was just so touching. Uh, Vincent performed. Uh, Brian, Mike, or Brian Michael Smith, who's a, a trans actor on, on a hit show on Fox, was there. He gave a speech. But the coolest part was, <laughs> to be honest, the first time we went a few years ago, we felt like we were out of place. We just felt like we didn't belong. We felt like we were frauds. We felt like, who are we to be here, right? This time... We got the VIP treatment, baby. Like, they had a talent wrangler assigned to the two of us for the entire night. Incredible. Walked us into the VIP room. We sat there and we got to know everybody. Your your friend, uh, the comedian we met. Dana Goldberg. Dana Goldberg. She's been on the show. She She's amazing. hilarious. We want to get her on the podcast now. We because will. she had us in stitches. We were laughing so hard. There was so much beauty in the night and the stories that were being told and, and shared. Uh, and, and it was just... An incredible, incredible evening. I'm so proud of you. We were just, we felt honored to be there. It felt great to be amongst our people again and to see how the HRC has sort of pivoted 
to protect the rights of trans children in places like Florida and Texas and Indiana and Tennessee and across the nation right now. They're so focused. They're absolutely laser focused. Mm -hmm. And it just felt cool to be in the room and to be amongst. I sat next to Chad Griffin, who is the president of HRC for years. I mean, you were backstage, like, yucking it up with Brandi Carlisle, lesbian royalty. unbelievable. Abby Wambach, Glennon Doyle. Abby and Glennon Doyle were just so wonderful. And again, I've I've interviewed Abby, and I didn't even know. I go into every situation, like, these people have no idea who I am because they're just, they're icons, right? And she goes, AJ, it's so good to see you again. And I was like. I literally had to stop myself from crying because I, I, I paid good money for my makeup. A thousand percent. And I was like, how do you know? And she gives me a big hug. And Glennon gave me a It was just, it, it was just a reminder that you never just know. Just validating. Yeah. I know. And, and we felt like cool guys. You are you know? a cool guy. And then we posted this video and it's, it's doing well If you have a well chance, go to media. underscore, go to at underscore AJ Gibson. It's gorgeous. But here's the funny thing. Everybody thinks we got married. It does. When it I looks like it, a wedding celebration. Well, we'll just call it the pre, we'll call it the engagement. I will say this. We haven't, nobody outside of our wedding party and our close friends and family know when and where the actual wedding is, but we're, we're comfortable saying we're, we've, we're under the hundred day threshold. Ah! Like we're within a hundred days of the wedding. It's getting closer and closer, but we had three or four of our own women from our wedding party reach out over the weekend and say, did you guys elope? Did you guys, Girls, did I miss the wedding? Okay, why would... Because it looks like we got married. Ladies, they didn't get married. Not Come yet. on. Vivica Not Fox yet. reached out. She's like, congratulations, darlings, with a little cheers emoji. Iconic. And I was like, Vivica, honey, love you. We're not married yet. It's going to be amazing. Your wedding's going to be amazing. You looked gorgeous. You were exactly where you needed to be at the HRC dinner. I'm so proud of you, Well, I'm glad you got practice this weekend singing for a major, major celebrity uh, for Billy Lord's wedding because... Ours should be a walk in the park for you after that, honey. Always aligned, honey. You and I. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. I mean, beat. Here we are. Here we are, baby. We're working. We don't really work nine to five. We kind of work five to nine. Yes. Which is way more convenient, but the hours are terrible. Absolutely. But, honey, we get out of here by the time most people are going to work. Yeah. I love and, it. Uh, Dolly's the inspiration for everything that we do. Yes, she is. She's an icon for so many reasons. Yes, she is. And now she's an icon for one more reason, Michaela. Dolly. What's popping? Is a giver, honey. She has a message for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a casual one. In Cleveland, Ohio, I might yes. add. My home state. Yeah. One of the only things we got right. Yeah. Well, you got <laughs> it very right with that. Uh, but apparently the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did not. When nominating... Dolly, because an hour ago, here's the message she had for them. On her Instagram? Is this where it was? On her Instagram. Got it. Just posted. Dolly here. Even though I am extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't feel that I have earned that right. Oh, okay, girl. I really do not want votes to be split because of me, so I respectfully bow out. I do hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again, if I'm ever worthy. This has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I have always wanted to do. My husband is a total rock and roll freak and has always encouraged me to do one. I wish all of the nominees good luck and thank you again for the compliment. Rock on. Dolly never stops being iconic. She now doesn't want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she doesn't feel like she's put out a worthy rock and roll album. This How is... many invitations can she decline? Um, I don't know. I'm trying. Okay, so I'm trying to go over this list right now and see who else was nominated. She doesn't want to split the votes. 
So she was nominated, but she was nominated. Listen to some of these other acts. Ready? Rage Against the Machine. Big one. Eminem. Judas Priest. Eurythmics. The li- Duran Duran. Devo. Uh, Pat Benatar. Beck. She's nominated against, and, the, and fans vote on this. Yeah. So she was nominated against many of them, and she's saying, I don't want to take their votes, because she would. And But what I what I really take away from this, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, I mean, a Tribe wow. Called Quest. The list goes on. Dionne Warwick. There's some icons. I don't know if she's really rock, but she's fierce. Um, what I take away from this is that we're getting a rock album. Oh, we're getting a rock from album. Dolly Parton. We're getting a rock album, and I have a feeling Miley Cyrus will have her hand in it. And yes. I think something is going to happen. It's her goddaughter, right? Yep. That's an, that's, I mean, that's iconic. It's iconic. Listen, I'll take any more music from Dolly Parton. Anything. Anything you want to give me, I'll take but it. But she's turned down, what is it, the Medal of Freedom from the president? Like two yes, or three times? Yes, that's what I'm saying. She just declines invitations. <laughs> she's like, yes, I did support finding the first vaccine, okay? And yeah. also, don't put a humongous statue of me up. I decline. Do not honor me, President Trump. Declining. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, don't want to go. Like, everyone take notes from Dolly. Michaela's like, I'll take the statue. I'll take the... Yeah, meanwhile, I'm like, Rock and do you want to know me? Have you heard Honey? Because that's a pop. That's a good one. Uh, all right, coming up in our final hour, we're highlighting Girl Flip, Women in Construction. It's something rare, but something that needs to be talked about, and we will as we round out National Hi- Women's National History <laughs> Month next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Uh, Breaking news, Uh, there are reports coming out of the State Department that Russia was asking China for military help in their invasion of Ukraine uh, and that China potentially denied them. Uh, They're saying, Russia saying, we did not ask for help. It's a lie. It's fake news. Uh, We'll definitely stay on top of the story, see what sort of information trickles out. And as that comes, we will share it with you. Um, Also want to remind you that coming up in about 13 minutes from right now, uh, we're talking about girl flipping. What is that? What is that? that? Sounds kind of kinky. What's a girl flip? Sounds like a Tuesday night in Michaela's household. I say it again for the people in the back. But it uh, it involves women in construction, actually. So get your mind out of the gutter. Kind of hot, too. Actually, I think I'm more interested in having a conversation about construction than sex. Well, you're lucky because, listen, the CEO and founder of Girl Flip is actually going to be joining us here on the show in just a little bit as we continue honoring women all month long. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for our listeners? All right, babe. Well, GLAAD is adding another metric by which they measure media companies. In a new announcement, GLAAD unveiled a plan to start grading film studios on yearly political donations, public advocacy, and global LGBTQ plus content. Come on. The new grading system comes in response to Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill and the controversy around Disney donating money to many of the politicians who support it. The Studio Responsibility Index previously assigned grades based on quantity, quality, and diversity of representation. The new grading rubrics include donations to anti-LGBTQ plus elected officials, political action committees, and candidates, public advocacy efforts around pro-LGBTQ plus and anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, LGBTQ plus inclusive ads or public communications, especially outside of Pride Month, actions taken to support a studio's LGBTQ plus titles internationally. Smart. Really good, it's yeah. Important. Listen, that was a major topic of conversation at the HRC dinner this weekend. And as you know, uh, they tried, Disney tried to give them a $5 million donation. And HRC said, nope. 
we don't want your money until you fix this. Yeah. Fix it. And actually, the Disney family was there and spoke this weekend and made a $250,000 donation to HRC, matching donations made by people in the room. It was Amazing. pretty impressive stuff. So not all Disneys are created equally. Uh, but uh, I think this is really great. I'm glad. Good job. Absolutely. All right. Another news. Most people will need to get a fourth COVID-19 vaccine dose to be protected from the virus. It is necessary for most people. CEO Albert Borla saying during an interview on CBS's Face the Nation when asked if Americans can expect to get annual COVID booster shots every fall. The regimen of two initial doses plus a booster is not able to protect against variants and wanes too quickly in strength. Borla conceded making additional shots inevitable. Right now, the protection that you're getting from the third shot, it is good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. So it looks like we could be getting a fourth shot. Great. Love it. Love to talk about <laughs> it. Okay, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 77 in LA today. Beautiful 74 in Vegas, 87 in Palm Springs, 75 in Houston, and 82 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. 82 in Cat City. I love Cat to City. hear it. Woo! The magic in new beginnings is truly the most powerful of them all. Mm. It's a Monday. It's an opportunity to do something new with your life this week. Love to see it, babe. All right, coming up, we're talking... Girl flip, women in construction, why it's not just a men's game, and why it actually might be better to hire an all-girl team coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. We continue honoring Women's History Month, and I think it's also important to point out that while we take moments to honor historical figures... Uh, in the community who've done so much for female empowerment, it's also super important to acknowledge those who are doing the work today to change to change the future. Uh, and we've yeah. got a couple of guests joining us right now who are doing just that. Because, and, and did you know, we do know that women make up 51% of the population. You go, girl. But this statistic is wild to me. There are less than 2% of women working in construction. My brother-in-law, Jerry, uh, he is a foreman over a lot of different really high-level construction sites in Cincinnati and northern Kentucky. He listens to us with his buddies every single day on site. So I'm, I'm sure this number is going to jump out to him and to a lot of our listeners. And a couple women are doing something about that. Uh, right now, we're joined by Erica Annenberg, who is the CEO and founder of Girl Flip, as well as Annie Asian, who is her general contractor. So iconic. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Erica and Annie. Uh, let's talk about Girl Flip. Let. I think yes. I think that the branding is genius. Uh, First of all, I was like, is this a business about flipping straight girls into lesbians? That's because also- <laughs> I hear that. But also, I, you know, it's so great because when I was just on the street, when I wore my Tims a few years ago, I thought I was like serving J-Lo. And it turns out they were like, you just look like a lesbian construction worker. And I was like, no, I don't. I still look like J-Lo. However, my partner, she is a construction group. She can fix anything. She There's flips nothing. homes. She does this. She does this. And it's mind-boggling to see how shocked people are to think that her, a woman, can do this in our relationship. And uh, I think we're just not empowered enough. That's what a Girl Flip is doing. So tell us what started the idea and what it's meant to do. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I've been basically very handy with my hands my entire life. I uh, was a glass maker in the 90s. And I've been building things and uh, just in general, you know, making something from nothing. Um, and uh, I, every office I ever 
rented. Um, I would build a loft or take down a wall or rip up carpets. And um, basically, uh, everyone who'd look at me would just be like, what? You know, she's got tools. She's, she's, you know, making things. She's doing the job that, you know, mostly like, you know, men have been doing. And um, as time went on, uh, I realized, you know, COVID hit and uh, I had a, uh, I was making products and um, basically, you know, that retail business uh, went dark and I had an income property and I was, I remodeled the whole thing and I just thought, you know what, I love doing this. I'm passionate about doing this. I want to make this, you know, a business. I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. So um, I basically, you know, just it came to me like as like a higher source, you know, it was just came down as like girl flip, you know, I'm I'm running this business. It's such and a just started with- it's just such a great title, and it, it and it's more than just flipping homes too. You have all sorts of services, and and Annie, I want to ask you about being a general contractor and and what that journey has been like for you, because I think historically we hear contractor and you expect a man to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so exactly, so, or or you show up on a job site, they're like, oh, is your dad here? And I'm like, no. I'm oh God. So I, I run jobs with like 30, 40 guys, and, and I'm in control of everybody. So when people see me, plus I look really young even though I'm not, they see me, they're like, oh, wow, a woman is running the show. I can build you anything. I build multifamily, new construction, single-family homes, and I'm a building inspector. So I do, I, I'm kind of like best of both worlds. You get the, the code compliance with me, and you get the new construction with me. So people look at me, and they're like, oh, wow, like you really can do everything yourself. Well, women amazing, and we want to empower women to do that. I want to train women one on one so they can come and do what I do. Well, it's really important. Yes, yeah, I will. I will because listen, employment and compensation inequality are just some of the harsh discriminations that women uh, have brought on uh, in construction. Also, it's shown in any kind of real work where you're using your hands, these non-traditional jobs. And I will say, I don't remember a time in my life growing up where I was told that I could be a construction worker, that I could be a contractor. I was told to like be a nurse or have these gigs. And so now that you're running these 40 men, do you deal with discrimination or misogyny? And how do women who may feel intimidated uh, be able to work through that so they can start taking on these jobs? Because I think sometimes, too, that's just the fear. You don't want these men barking you around or disrespecting you because it doesn't feel good. Exactly. So in the beginning, it was really difficult. We're talking 20 years ago. Because you also, you weren't that experienced. But once you're hands-on and you're there every day, and you, you need to learn more than them. You need to know everything. So when they're giving 90%, you're giving 200%. So when they see that from you, it's a different type of respect that you gain. So any woman can start off, of course, it's going to be scary. You know, we'll be there holding your hand, showing you everything, like the ins and outs. Once you know what you're doing, you just, you get respect from these men. Because mm. you show them that you could do it. Mm. And we're also we're also reaching a different con- uh, tier of consciousness in society where, where we're opening up to these ideas. And basically, right now is a time that we're just pushing these doors wide open. And we are showing young girls, hey, you know what? It's okay. And our, and our men are supporting us. You know, yes, there's always 
Like I got something on social media where there was a guy like, oh, you, you want to take a picture of me in the kitchen with a pan, you know? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So there's always going to be the haters, right? But it's a small percentage. Oh. Most people are embracing this. Uh-huh. And they're lifting us up and they're saying, you know what, go, go do this. Make this happen. You know what? You're so right yeah. because it's interesting. We posted, my partner and I posted, we were at the HRC dinner this weekend and the representation in the room, I was telling Michaela, she's like, it sounded very lesbian. And I was like, yeah, there were a lot this year. And the last time we had this this gala was 2019 and it was still pretty cis it's white so rare to male. see women. And there's so much representation this weekend. And I feel like once we start to have the conversations, by and large, most people are open to it. Like we posted a video of ourselves that is getting a lot of traction right now and there's so much support. But then there was one person who was like, because I said love, I said love is always the way, right? And this one guy goes, oh, love is always the way? So like you're now allowed to love children and love, and you're allowed to, I'm like, come on, dude, you're getting really weird. That's not what I'm saying, but love is the answer. And by and large, I feel like 95% of people want to support these initiatives. And and what you're doing, not just with home renovations, if people need home repairs, landscaping, interior design, staging, things that people don't necessarily think about, you offer all of those services at girlflip.com. Totally. Yeah. We're, we're a 360-degree solution. One-stop shop. Love it. And I want to just say, in honor of women, I think that why we're getting visibility is we stopped asking for permission and mm. just started kicking down the door because we absolutely deserve to be there. And it's businesses like this that I will take with me for the rest of the day as a woman and go, oh, maybe I can't yeah. do that. and people want to help. People want to be allies. They want to be supportive. Sometimes they just don't know. But this is the way to go. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want any home renovation or anything done, we encourage you to go to www.girlflip.com. We are creating, supporting, and employing women in non-traditional jobs where they still belong. Uh, Erica and Annie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. How about that? As we continue honoring LGBTQ plus leaders in Women's History Month, let's focus on Angela Davis, who's a longtime activist, first in the movement against the Vietnam War and as a defining second wave black feminist, a self-identified longtime communist. She has been a vocal advocate for prison abolition and alternatives to incarceration. Preach on it. Angela has been an educator for many years, lecturing on feminism at colleges across the globe. Through her work in these movements, Davis has consistently advocated for women and the LGBTQ plus community, even to the point of breaking with other leaders who were not listening to those voices. She has been a leading advocate for international advocacy and activism and has led the field by example. She lives now with her longtime partner and fellow UC Santa Cruz professor, Gina Dent. You know, one of the first talks, actually the very first public uh, speaking engagement I was hired for was at the University of California, Santa Cruz. And I went up there and it's the most liberal little school in the world. They're amazing. You know what their mascot is? Huh. The banana slug. Oh my God, what? Google banana slug and you'll thank me. It's wild. Not very intimidating though. Not at all, honey. Not at all. <laughs> but it makes sense. It's on brand. So uh, kudos to you, Angela Davis. Thank you for all that you do. Love to see it. Okay, this is so precious. Volunteers uh, are giving senior citizens free rides on 
couch bikes worldwide. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever been like on a carriage or on the back of a bike. It is so exhilarating. I love it so much. Me and Lisa went to New York. We did the carriage ride twice now and we just are obsessed with it. And like, of course, I get like the horses and, and like they hopefully are being taken care of. So as I'm saying that <laughs> Yeah, as you're saying it out loud, like, you're realizing we did the same thing last did, summer. I get it. We did something really fun where this guy rode the bike and we sat on the back. Oh, we did that in Denver when we saw you perform at That's Pride last right. year and had the so, time of our lives. And it's super fun. They play music. Like, like a tuk-tuk. Or like a, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's super fun. But imagine you are really old and that's something that isn't very easy for you to do. So... Uh, volunteers are taking the elderly and people with disabilities out for spins on special tricycles to enjoy the great outdoors. It's called Cycling Without Age, and the group is finally up and riding again. Um, And they said that it began in 2012, and it really was just to get elderly people outside to live their lives. But it's uh, so comfortable. Yeah, but the couches and the blankies are so comfortable that they... Uh, can enjoy themselves while not being in any pain. I think that's adorable. Oh my gosh. Can you stand it? They have over 3,700 couch bikes worldwide. That's a lot. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. Once you get to a certain age, your life literally and physically slows down. Totally. But you still love speed. You still want to do it. And this Your is brain's great... still there. Yeah. I love it. I think that's so sweet. Well, we had a great show Today, we are so glad that you guys tuned in. Oh my God, I, I know. I was like, did I just go brain dead for a second? But you also said your brain's still there. At least their, these seniors' brains are still there. That's but yours right. Is Mine kind of went away. Mine's still in Cabo, I think. I get that. Uh, but we appreciate you listening. We have a great show for you tomorrow and the rest of this week. But for now, listen to three hours of music and then tune in for Let's Go There. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.